goody two-shoes uh, feel like a cunt group picture out in front of the castle, uh, which was initiated uh, last seminar by the uh, London Reelers, as I say. And in that particular case, uh, Brian uh, Rose took our picture. And this time, uh, my, uh, my uh, techie staff took our picture. <clears throat> the um, Any questions on uh, anything that we've covered so far? <clears throat> now, the uh, I, I wanted to make sure that I got this on YouTube. Um, and it's uh, Andrew Carnegie's Rules for Super Success. <clears throat> and... Um, and you've heard me talk about the little guy uh, for many, many times in the last four and a half days. And that uh, he's just from down the road in Dunfermline. I don't know if I'm pointing the right way. We're Dunfermline. <clears throat> and um, uh, not arguably, but the, the greatest entrepreneur of all time uh, created uh, in today's dollars uh, probably uh, about $500 trillion, more or less, plus or minus uh, a few bob. <clears throat> and uh, he left Scotland when he was, uh, depending on the story you want to listen to, between 8 and 12, uh, and uh, he changed uh, history. And then he hired uh, Napoleon Hill to write the definitive step-by-step -step book on success, which uh, Napoleon Hill took uh, 20 years to do by introducing him to the um, 500 richest guys in the world that were his buddies. Now, um, I get, you got to remember, this was written more than a hundred years ago. <clears throat> and it, it's so spot on, it's hard to believe that anybody thought this way a hundred years ago. But when you think about it, he's the greatest entrepreneur of all fucking time since the, since the earth began. He had to be a man ahead of his time. And, um, Jeff, what is the number one on <clears throat> Mr. Carnegie's list? Financial motive must prevail. Financial motive must prevail. Not just for the owner of the business, but for the employees. For everybody. So, there's got to be skin in the game for everybody. I.E. QLA, option, making people, options, giving out equity, etc. Having people as part of the solution uh, by, through ownership. Now, Bill Gates, um, uh, Schultz of Starbucks, and many, many, many others, you've seen a lot of slides in the last four and a half days, all say the same thing. <clears throat> Yet, the we Scott knew this more than a hundred years ago. And, uh, the, and it hasn't changed. Notwithstanding we're in the 21st century, notwithstanding that we're, uh, not we're, I'm not, uh, uh, you've been taught to be politically correct, uh, and, uh, and virtually everybody, not everybody, but most everybody on the planet, uh, is now, that's less than 30, 40 years old, has, has been taught that political correctness is, um, is, uh, important, and, uh, you should, um, and, and you should follow that, uh, that mantra. Second, <clears throat> Rule for super success, according to Andrew Carnegie, never reprimand employees, instead ask them questions revealing their own faults. This is very, very, very uh, human resource oriented, 
<coughs> it's also called uh, management by objectives, uh, and another more uh, current terminology. It's also smart as shit, uh, and because you brought, bring them in to being part of the solution instead of part of the problem, because you're asking them questions, uh, them revealing their own mishaps, their own uh, foibles, their own uh, uh, tendencies for, to err. Again, super smart for a hundred, well, super smart today, forget a hundred years ago. <clears throat> Number three, have one or more training for your job. Now here we're, here's where it gets a little tricky. Not for me, because I understand this. I always had three to five people that wanted my job. I always wanted at least three and as many as five. Some of which were willing to cut my heart out to get my job. Some, one of which ultimately cut my head off <laughs> to get my job many years ago. <clears throat> but I wanted people that wanted my job. I wanted competition, not just for the lower level or middle management or senior manager, but my job. And too many organizations, especially one-man shows like some of us know uh, they're, they're currently working with, never want somebody to take their job. No matter how miserable a manager they are, no matter how shitty their real leadership skills are, they're there like uh, a king potentate or a pharaoh or, uh, you know, uh, Saddam Hussein. They're there forever. Well, we all know what happened to all those people I just described. Ultimately, uh, they were overthrown. But you want to build an organization uh, skillfully that there are people to take your job, and you want somebody that's willing to step up and take your job. Number four, um, and last but not least, never make decisions for employees. Allow them to make their own and give them the responsibility and authority to implement their own actions. Again, this is management by objectives. A management by objectives is you ask the street, the guy that cleans the, the, the boardrooms, all the way up to the board level for suggestions, and you make the plan a part of what they their suggestions are. Therefore, it's much easier for them to follow the plan if they were part of putting it together. Uh, and it's much more difficult for them to not uh, adhere to the plan if they were part of it. Now, these are, these, these are incredibly <clears throat> insightful. And today's, now this, this um, reduces, encapsulates, what sh should be taught at the business schools now, but isn't, okay? And when you, when you think about how long ago it was written, uh, and you think about who wrote it, you know, uh, the, not just in Dan Pena's judgment, the greatest entrepreneur of all time, uh, he impacted the world uh, with his thought process. Um, and uh, he, his, towards the end of his life, <clears throat> when he was running out of runway, he impacted the world vis-a-vis uh, -vis his philanthropy uh, and the money he gave away. Now, making his money, uh, I'm not here to, to bash Andrew Carnegie, he was a tough bastard. But again, as I opened up this morning, why do I use rough language? Why do I, 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 I talk the way I do? Why do I use the metaphors? Why? Because, guys, that's the way it is. And, I, you know, you've already been hurt, damaged, fucked over. I don't want you to be hurt, damaged, and fucked over anymore, so I want you to be aware how it really is. Now, some of you, as I've said, and as Brian Curley Rose said, this isn't for everybody. Curley is not for everybody. And But if you want to have a go, as they say in, in Britain, 
and you want to be, you want to attempt to be all you can be, then you got to toughen up. You got to toughen up your hide. And if you can't personally toughen up, you have to make sure that you surround yourself with your dream team with people that have calluses, scar tissue, uh, that have been through the gauntlet. That gauntlet that we talked about before, you know, fear, blah, blah, uh, relatives, uh, um, your own guilt. But this is remarkable that uh, Mr. Carnegie was able to um, think this clearly. But then again, when you study his history and you study all the, you know, the absolutely incredible things that he did, uh, you know, genius-like things, and I don't like to give the Scots too much credit because I live here, but he, you know, it was incredible. And the English don't talk much about him, uh, but the rest of the world does talk about him. Uh, and to think he was only down, you know, 30, 40 miles down the road in Dunfermline, uh, it's, 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 it's quite remarkable. Any questions about these four uh, rules for super success according to Andrew Carnegie? It's pretty straightforward. The most straightforward thing for you to get is number one, it's at the top of the list. And I didn't rearrange these just to conform to my own thinking. This is how he wrote them. <laughs> Financial um, uh, motive must prevail, but not just for you guys that are starting businesses or going to expand your businesses, but for your employees. Because when they have skin in the game, when they have, they're part of the solution, uh, they, um, they work um, much more effectively. Uh, they're much more con cost conscious, etc. Any questions on this? Okay. Now, <clears throat> we uh, when we were out taking our picture, uh, 22 of you plus myself, 23, <clears throat> and I don't know if this is going to be the how we do it going forward. Um, other than we froze to death waiting for Birch, and we froze to death with. Uh, one of our uh, other fellow brothers in arms here. Um, the um, um, I guess it's a nice gesture. I mean, I, I'm not going to get all soppy and uh, uh, teary-eyed about it, uh, but um, the it will be posted uh, on social media, Twitter today, tomorrow, today, today. <clears throat> so you'll be able to get it. And uh, the picture. Uh, 22 people is um, not the biggest group that we've ever had here, but in those days we didn't used to give the seminar at the castle. We used to give the seminar at a, a local big estate here, and then, uh, but we've had a few more, but vis-a-vis uh, -vis staying at the castle, it's the biggest group we've had uh, ever. So uh, it, 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 it's interesting, uh, the, um, the interfacing of uh, uh, information. Um, <clears throat> Now, in a, on a less happy note, mm -hmm. which is very important, and some of you have already alluded to this, when you get rid of people, that means when you have to fire them, when you have to exit them, or the new politically correct terminology, manage them out. Now, I had never heard that before. I didn't know what that meant. But I didn't know what shout out meant. And I also had only recently found out what, he did me a solid. I don't know what the fuck that meant either. Uh, but the, when you manage people out, getting rid of somebody, when you get rid of someone, never, ever, ever give them a hook with which to get back in. Always make a clean and definable break. And when you're going to get rid of somebody, guys, 
you do it on a Friday afternoon, you have their check, you have their exit papers, you take the, well, they don't have this anymore, you take the keys to the executive bathroom away from them, you take the keys to the car away from them, you take their credit cards away from them, and you have security exit them out the goddamn door. You don't sit around and talk about it. And you don't allow them to interface with the other employees. So in other words, you don't tell them it's going to happen in the morning and you do it in the evening. You do it, if the day ends at 6 o'clock, you bring them in at 15 to 6 and you do all this. You have all the paperwork ready if you have to sign any paperwork. Um, because the, um, uh, the thing that uh, spreads quickest in an organization is bad news, not good news. And, and most employees will deem somebody getting terminated as bad news, even if uh, you know they're, they're they're killing the organization. Another thing I say all the time, <clears throat> and uh, Jack Welsh has said this many many years ago, it's not the people that you fire, terminate, manage out that hurt your business. It's the people that you don't terminate with cause that fuck up your business. <laughs> Not the people that you do, it's the people that you don't. Because, you know, most people in an organization know when they should be managed out. Very, very seldom do they come and say, oh, Dan, you know, I know I'm not doing the right thing. I know I'm not, uh, I'm not fulfilling your, uh, your uh, standards as a manager. Uh, you know, I'm not uh, fulfilling your standards as a division head, whatever, you know. I'm not fulfilling your standards as, you know, um, anything. But they won't say that. Um, uh, very seldom will you find anybody that volunteers to go. Very seldom. And it's, we're talking about some of the unfortunate things about management uh, and leadership. And with leadership comes responsibilities. With leadership comes not only the good, but the bad and sometimes the ugly. Okay, YouTubers, bye for now.